0: Welcome to another episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Shannon. Here with Damien and Eugene. How are you guys today?
1: Are we doing all right? Uh, Juneteenth Eve.
0: Yeah, Juneteenth Eve, man. We free
1: out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did,
0: did, you, did, you, did your jobs uh, make it a holiday or anything? No.
1: Uh, well, yeah, they, they declared it a citywide holiday. offices is closed uh, tomorrow. So I will be home enjoying the Juneteenth festivities tomorrow.
0: I live in South Carolina. Yeah, no. Oh um, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, they haven't they haven't said anything here yet. I don't I don't think they're gonna make it out. Uh, you know, how they might eventually, but I haven't heard anything. Um, but I'm taking a half a day tomorrow on my own. <laughs> because of because it's Juneteenth. So for mm-hmm. sure. Either you going either you gonna give it to me or I'm gonna take it. Either way I'm gonna get it. <laughs> either
1: way I'm not gonna be here.
2: <laughs> either right. way, it's all on me. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: <laughs> um, but we have a lot to talk about today. Um, right before we came on, it was some breaking news. Damien, you wanna share what that breaking news was?
2: Uh so pretty much everybody's been paying attention to this whole New York Jets and Jamal Adams fiasco. It's getting messier and messier. it's it's literally on the brink of a divorce the only problem is the Jets just don't want to sign a divorce papers, that's just what it is at this point you know what I mean, but the Jets uh, you know, Jamal Adams, you know he made a post on social media just kind of pretty much venting and letting it out there Um, you know and, and pretty much stated he wants to be traded, like he is legitimately serious, he wants out of New York, and then Adam Schefter around 5.43, about an hour ago, uh, tweeted out the seven teams that uh, Jamal Jamal Adams would welcome a trade to, and the teams were the Ravens, we all know the Cowboys. He's always linked to the Cowboys because he's from Texas, so he gets to go back home. So the Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, (laughs) San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. So, like t- to me, um, like th- that's a that's a interesting list. Um, I, like all I said, winners. I, I yeah exactly. All all of these teams. <laughs> Uh, except for the Cowboys. Oh, um, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> what do <are> you mean? <laughs> that so That's good. my line.
2: That is so <laughs> My that bad. I'll be to look at it. I mean, just, uh, hey, listen. The Seahawks, the Niners, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Texans, and the Ravens all were in the, in the playoffs last year. Guess who mm-hmm. worked? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Enough said. So, yep. the Cowboys, I mean, hey, they lost to Carson Wentz and some Janitors last year to lose a division, yep. So, and, and, you know, and that's why Dak isn't getting the 40 mil he wants right now. Um, he beats, he beats Carson Wentz and, and those, um, and those choir boys and they, he's probably mm-hmm. fine. Um, it's just, well, it's wasn't it that, is. wasn't that Kurt
0: last year? Um,
2: I don't know. Was mm-hmm. he hurt? No, but Dak was no. yeah, hurt. Yeah, y'all
0: don't, y'all don't remember that when it came out, like, right before one of their games. I don't know if it was before they played the Eagles or somebody. They was like, Dak didn't practice, oh, and there was a big yeah, story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Forgot, oh, yeah, you're I right. What, I forgot which part of his but I forgot what the injury was. Yeah, you're right. I forgot it was about later, that. It was later in the season.
2: I forgot about it because I still don't think it mattered. Dak just, he just wet the bed to me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah, I It was his finger, it was his thumb or something. That's when it, yeah, it was something just, like that. That's right. what it was. So right. this is ad, Nate. Um, because I remember I'm over there rubbing on his hand, and oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't grip the ball, yeah. But, but look, if he can't, if he can't, if he can't grip the ball, come on, y'all. If he can't don't, grip play. The ball, don't play,
1: don't
0: play. That's another, no, that's 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 something to say, but don't right. play, man.
2: You know what I mean? Let uh, whoever the backup was at that time, Cooper Rush. Uh, whoever it was, let somebody get get in there, you know what I mean? But, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, looking at this list, I, I think it's, an, it's a, like you said, majority of it's winners, teams that were in the playoffs last year, and the team that he, you know, he really wants to go back to Texas, whether it's with Houston or Dallas, I mean, what team should truly, now granted, you know if you're going to trade for him, you know the Jets are going to ask for a first and additional, yeah. they're going to want a first and some. and some, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. what team should hand that over? Like, okay, here's our next year's first and maybe a third, uh, you know, next year as well to get a player like Jamal Adams. He's in the elite safety in the league right now.
0: Uh, Was Seattle on that list? Yep. Well, I'll say that uh, it'll it'll probably be an NFC West. I mean, yeah, NFC team. AFC yeah, so they probably, because, yeah, they probably want going, them up, out the to out the count. They're not going to want to trade him to anybody in AFC. Um, So, I think that he would be a good look on the Eagles, Seattle, and the Cowboys. Um, but I would. the only reason I would say no to the Cowboys, I didn't know he was from Texas. I don't always think being at home is good for players or being close to home is good for yeah, players. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you might have too many bad influences. Um, I know you guys probably remember Joe Kim Noah
2: yep Um, he's
0: he's from new york and when he went to new york played for the Knicks. i was reading an article about him and this was after i think he went to the grizzlies after that
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: when he went to the grizzlies he kind of had a bounce back career and when i read the article was basically saying he got caught up in a lot being back at home um so so i'm saying that i don't know if dallas or houston would be a good trick place for him just because he's from there sometimes you just know you you don't want to get caught up in no mess um so i think eagles um or Seattle was probably the the best place for him.
2: I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. I say, um, I mean, I would love him here in Philly. I don't think they will do it. Um, I mean, even like last year, they was Eagles was all in on Minka uh, Fitzpatrick. I mean, they had they had a, a package ready to go. It's just that uh, Steelers had a better draft pick. Uh, Other than that, Minkum Fitzpatrick would have been the Eagle. But I think the Eagles are in a different place right now. Um, I don't think they want to give up any trade compensation. And plus, Mm -hmm. and it's still an issue of you got to pay them. And the Eagles um, are tight with money right now. They got to make some moves to make that happen. But I would love him here. But I would say his best place probably would be Seattle. Like, he should go to Seattle and um, be the brand new uh, Cam Chancellor.
2: Yeah. Put him oh, put him I in like that, that
1: put him like in a that. yeah. Put him in a box and let him I mean, he probably he's a uh, far superior coverage uh safety than Cam Chancellor was. But uh you can put him at that strong safety, let him handle everything close to the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's I think that's the best place for him. He I think he would I think he would thrive in that in that cover three defense.
2: Oh yeah. Ooh. I I agree. Seattle given Pete Carroll who, you know, is a more defensive-minded type of coach anyway. Giving mm-hmm. Pete Carroll a possible reincarnation of Cam Chancellor. Like, yeah. it, it changes so much. If you really pay attention and watch the impact that Jamal Adams has on that Jets defense, he comes down <laughs> into the box a lot. He stops mm-hmm. the run. He can he, he can play man. He can line up against some tight ends as well. Like, oh, he yeah. is a jack-of-all-trades type of guy. And he's a, he's a tone-setter. He's a leader. And for me, I'm looking at the Jets like, I'm paying you like I, I, I need to pay you because you are a right now he's going to his fourth season. You're a legit leader in our locker room. We yeah. I, I feel so bad for Sam Darnold because it's like they can't they, if can't get right was a person. It would be the New York Jets like <laughs> setting up to fail. It, it would be the New York Jets because I'm just like, OK, you let Robbie Anderson go and he didn't even get paid crazy money. You know what I'm no. saying? I would have kept Tim and still drafted Denzel Mims and brought mm-hmm. in uh, Lucas Cager uh, 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 from from Georgia to, to either yeah. give him the to twin towers and Breshard Perriman, and, and you yeah. still have Chris Herndon and Jameson Crowder. Give Sam Donald weapons. Instead, mm-hmm. you want to you want to get rid of or cause friction with your bet, truly your best player. I know a lot of people talk like, well, about on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't have one 100 yard game last year. Nor did he have one rush over twenty yards or one rush over forty yards. No, Leon mm-hmm. Bell's not the best player on the New York Jets. It is Jamal Adams because he does mm-hmm. so much and he can impact the game so much. Heck, you just traded away Leonard Williams to the Giants last year. I, I, this is to me, this is why bad teams stay bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unless you get a unless you get a King's ransom and you flip those picks to for really good players. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all for naught. It's, it's a bad These He's a the guy
1: he's supposed to be building with.
0: Right. And hey, he's, you, young. he's young. He, yeah. He, he, yeah. Just, he, just, he just finished his third year. So, how, yeah. how, how trashy of an organization do you have to be to have a player that young wanting to get the heck away?
2: And he you said himself before, he said, I want to remain a New York Jet. You he he want, said yeah. this multiple times. And then they mm. respond,
0: Well, we want, to, we want him to be a New York Jet. Then mm-hmm. pay it. him. Pay him, right? Because yeah. right, at this point, who are y'all paying? Like, what? What's your hold up? That would be my question. I mean, you exactly. Pay, you, you pay Lev you Bell. Pay you pay yeah. Lev Bell as a as a free agent. So this Over. is a, home, a Over. homegrown. Over. This is a guy you drafted. Not to mention that yeah. uh,
2: you you draft you you saw, Remember they signed Tremaine Johnson and gave him a bunch of money. They just cut him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm
1: that, just, that, here that, just that, like, that, come on, man. And plus, you're out. taking two steps backwards. Wait, anyway, like, and how
0: much, how much they paid C.J. Mosley? Like, he got paid big last year too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. And he, and he mm-hmm. got hurt. Which I, I expect C.J. Mosley, you know, if health, when healthy, I think he, he'll be good for him. But again, okay, so now, you, you, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the situation like, okay, you got the Buffalo Bills who about to have a legit three-man backfield with Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and you know Josh Allen can run. You have yep. the Miami Dolphins who, you got, who who improved their offensive line, yes, with young pieces that have mm-hmm. to gel and develop and all that good stuff. But then you got Tua to Tungavalo. But you need to have these playmakers because what you're doing is you're setting yourself back further and further. Exactly. While these two teams mm-hmm. who were the bottom of the barrel at some point over the past decade and a half, yep. and, and they were beating just beating sticks and and. and, and and, you know, there were drums that the Patriots beat on. Now the tide has shifted because they said, let's hire a good coach. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The, mm-hmm. the, the Dolphins hired Brian Flores, who the team, who the players love. And and the, Sean McDermott, gonna be one of the best coaches and most underrated coaches in football. Yeah. Yeah, the football. Jets go and hire a guy. I mean, can we, can I be real here? Like, bro look like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um... We like Adam on drugs, like he yes. was on drugs. Yeah, we press saw. Conference. Yeah, we yeah. saw the press conference. He looked. <laughs> he looked like he just hit an eight He ball
0: looked creepy. I was like, "What? Yeah. What like, happened?" And the funny,
1: funny thing about Adam, Gates. he didn't
0: look like that in Miami though. Girl,
1: yeah. what happened to him? A- 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 Ain't wasn't Adam Gates supposed to be some type of offensive guru yes, or something? Yes. Like- when is he yeah. ever? Co- when is when is he ever commanded a good offense?
2: That's what happens I when you to the media. They keep lying about a lot of these players. Yeah.
1: Are you supposed he to be never, an offensive guy. At, at guy. the very least. At the very least, your team should be putting up points. None of his teams are putting up points. And it ain't all the talent.
2: No. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, like I said, the gestures really frustrate me because Jamal Adams yeah. is such a great player, man. And he's a humble dude. He's not somebody some prima donna. He's not out there causing problems. He's not out there in the streets getting in trouble. He's not doing any of that. He's mm-hmm. clocking in, clocking out. First man there, last man there. And You don't want to pay them, I I literally
1: doing everything you want.
2: I get that, that, that you don't, that these owners don't like for people to say, Well, listen, uh, I want to get paid, I know you don't like being told what to do, but you should listen to your employees because right now you're looking like Mm -hmm. that place on, on, on Indeed that people are saying, Do not work here. That's what the New York uh Jets is like, right at this point. Um, but you know, like I said, we, I think we all agree Seahawks, Eagles. I mean, selfishly, I mean, I would love to see him on the Texans. Um, You know I mean? You know, that defense could use a a, a shot in the arm um, Mm -hmm. and and everything like that. A guy that could really just come in and make plays. He adds speed to their defense as well. But the Seahawks, for me, definitely. I, I really feel the Seahawks truly need a player like him. Their secondary has been pretty average. For a while yeah. now, and they they need they need they need, a play, they need that would help, and mm-hmm. that would definitely help. So, uh, we, we it's just something to watch, guys. You know, it, like like they said, the situation continues to deteriorate, and mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. But for me, mm-hmm. I think somebody. I mean, I think somebody's going to call up and say, "Listen, man, here's our offer. Let's make a deal. You get off first. We'll send you maybe a fourth the year after or something, and, and a player that we don't really need right now. But uh, it's... But you're not about to... You know, you're not about to take everything from us. Like, you don't have that type of leverage. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Now, especially when I, when, he, when you know a player wants out. You,
1: you got know, no leverage. It's
0: like it's like what happened with A, B, and the Steelers. You know, you can offer yeah. whatever you want, but after yeah. a while, it's going to be like... Uh... All right,
1: mm-hmm. we'll keep them like,
0: <laughs> Right, like you don't want them anyway, so whatever.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So... But yeah, Shannon, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take over from here. We'll jump to our next topic, which should be a good discussion actually.
0: Yeah, um, so over the past probably about two weeks now, um, Mikey Williams, which is a top top recruit um in basketball, was having a conversation and basically just said that um going to a HBCU wouldn't be too bad. Um, which then led to a lot of different conversations on social media and on TV as to whether or not, you know, that's a good idea for him to do something like that. Um, then it made me think about football. You know, do you think that football players, top football players could also make that same, um, start making the same decision? And um, when, when I this past week, I came across an um, article about a young man named Rayquan Bill. He's from Detroit, Michigan, and he is committed to Morgan State, which is an HBCU in Baltimore, for those who don't know. Um, and he said that the reason why he decided to do that was because they had a good sports management program and he's thinking about his life outside of the NFL, even though the NFL is what he wants to do. He's just setting himself up to have a bright future um, with limited list opportunities. So I think it's smart for him to think that way because everybody can have the NFL dream, but you don't know if you're going to make it. Um, mm. So he, he made his decision um, based on academics alone. Um, He also had um, offers from big 10 schools like Michigan and Michigan state and Purdue. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a, he's a, he's a, um, what is it called? Four star recruit. And he decided to go to a a HBCU. So my question to you gentlemen is, do you see this being a trend for the younger guys coming up? You see, it's starting to be talked about in basketball. Now we see someone doing, doing it in football. So Eugene, what do you think? Do you think it's going to become a trend um, with younger athletes?
1: I sure hope so. Um, I think uh it'll become a trend um the schools are gonna have to with the with the extra extra attention and extra money that be they'll be uh bringing in with these more talented players they're gonna have to uh update their facilities in order to compete with these big schools so the so the schools themselves are gonna have to progress and um like the players themselves have to make that decision uh academically because and for, first of all, not everybody's gonna make it to the NFL. So mm-hmm. you gotta make sure that, that you're getting a, a degree and you're getting your education to the point where you're gonna have a career uh after school. So it's a it's a, if it's up it's it's up to the schools to bring in the talent and then it's up to then it's up to going forward, it's up to the schools to uh, elevate themselves in order to accommodate that talent. Because mm-hmm. You know, these big schools like LSU and Ohio State, they're offering you all of these these great facilities and mm-hmm. everything's so perfect. Everything's so clean. These HBCUs don't have that. Right. So they're so basically like now these young guys, they're doing it for the culture. They're coming in because they're trying to, you know, up we're trying to uplift our own people. So they're going to come in. They're going to have to. They're going to have to pave the way for. Everybody that's coming forward, so that way, because that's how these other schools uh, elevated themselves: o- uh, Ohio State, LSU, Crimson mm-hmm. and all that, because they got talent, and then they raised their status as a school, then they got more talent. That's how these HBCUs are going to have to do it. And but this is just ground zero. This is just the beginning. I mean, I, I hope it. I hope it's a trend, and I hope uh, it's not just one guy per year. If right. for for them to really make a difference, it's going to have to be a unified movement. To where these guys are all getting together, we're gonna go pick our HBCUs, and that's it. The, mm-hmm. These other these other teams are not even going to get a callback or anything like that. Right. So it has to be it has to be a unified effort. But I mean, this is step in the right direction.
0: What do you think, Damien?
2: I mean, I, I agree, with Eugene. I I hope that it is trend. I mean, because you know. At the end of the day, we've seen, I mean, just go back to last year, last basketball, college basketball season. James Wiseman, you know, one of the best prospects, you know, and one of the best players coming out of high school because of because his head coach, Penny Hardaway, helped his family move or, you know, different things like that. The NCAA is like, oh, you don't get that privilege and we're going to mm-hmm. take away your your scholarship. You can't play different things like that. And. You, I mean, you look at what some of these... I mean, what was he, Emmanuel Moutier years ago? said, I'm not going to college. I think he went overseas. Oh, he went overseas. You know what I'm saying? Right. Brandon yep. Jennings. He, I think he Brandon went overseas. Brandon Jennings, right. Uh, yeah. you, know, it, mm-hmm. it's, you look at Lamello. La, um, La was it Lamello? Lamello. Yeah, Lamello. Yeah, Lamello. Lamello you know? Ball and yeah. uh,
1: R.J. Hampton. And they R. J. Went, overseas. Hampton
2: went overseas. So Hampton went overseas. But that, of course, that's basketball, so that's that outlet. But the with the mm-hmm. NFL, I mean you are trying to get to the NFL. You can you can get to an NF, to the NFL from an HBCU. Yeah, you got to you got to ball your butt off, and, and you have to give those scouts reasons to come. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, if you're just playing solid, they're probably not gonna come in the way, come in the fashion that you want. You know, you may see one mm-hmm. here or there, but to get that, that that look out there and see those different teams and know that those guys are there for you. You got to go out there and put everything on the line week in, week out, and truly be a leader on and off the field. Because that's part of of the whole scouting platform. These scouts, not Mm -hmm. only do they scout you as a player, they want you to know about you and your background. So they need to know, okay, well such as you know this young man had some issues in high school but since he's when they talk to people at, at your college and they hear listen he's the first guy in our locker room he's the last guy out he's the, he's legitimately the leader he's helping you know kids you know helping his teammates kind of academically he's doing all these things they're, those raving reviews because that type of character is what they're going to look for in the nfl it's like okay mm-hmm. if he turns out to be an elite star this is somebody i don't have a problem paying because I know that I can feel. Because to be honest with mm-hmm. you, that it, we see every every NFL offseason, some player is doing something stupid and getting in trouble, mm-hmm. whether it's domestic violence, yeah, every year. Driving, it's 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 weed possession. It's this. It's that. And it's like mm-hmm. you're getting paid too much money. You understand know what I'm saying? You're getting paid too much money to be indulging in these childish, idiotic acts, in my opinion. So yeah. get, mm-hmm. I, get away from that stuff. So. I mean, granted. I mean, you look at like you twenty four seven sports guys. So look at the national player rankings right now. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Corey Foreman, the the the, the defensive end at six four two sixty five, who's right now he's mm-hmm. looking at USC or um, you know so- SoCal Clemson. with the Trojan or Clemson. So what if he says, you know what? Nah, uh-uh. Um, I'm going to SC State. I mean, Darius Leonard, the maniac, came from SC State. The um, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I don't think he's the Steelers right now. I think he, he left in free agency. Javon Hargrave, I think he came from S.C. Mm-hmm. State. You know, like, yep. you know, not just not just that guy. I mean, you look at uh Arminius Amarius uh, Mims, six seven three fifteen offensive tackle. Say he didn't go to Georgia and he went to Georgia State. Like mm-hmm. it, you, it it really will take consistency. For if you really right. talk about, when you talk about the culture, it's going to take consistency from these kids to say, "Listen, we've seen what our ancestors done. We've seen Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all of them put that fight up. And then you see what happened with George Floyd and and Breonna Taylor and the rest of these and and, and the rest of the the black men and women that have been murdered. And say, so, you know what? We're really going to change the culture here. We're really going to set a standard. And if and you start, you know what I'm saying? You got. For me, like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it. I got a black star QB, and he's talking about going to HBCU. He got a five-star receiver. How about y'all just be a package? I'm like, listen, you want me, you got to take him, mm-hmm. too. You know? And then you both right. go. Yep. Two five-star athletes, you just spur the, the big time, the big power five schools. You tell Michigan, I'm mm-hmm. good. You tell USC, no, I'm all right. Nick Saban comes to your house, like, don't even bother. You say, I'm going to the to mm-hmm. the nearest to, – to, to a HBCU, get my education as well as go out there and ball out and just change the standard, man. Like, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. these these eight these athletic directors, these boosters, they we know that they don't care about these players. Johnny Manziel mm-hmm. brought in millions for Texas A&M. m mm-hmm. We he brought in millions. And but you, yeah, you like do not
1: exist.
2: Exactly. But they want they said, "Well, you know, we we don't pay athletes. You get a free education." No. Because if you talk to student-athletes, it's more athlete than student because it's uh-huh. not that I get to go and sit in class all day like everybody else and be wide awake. No, I got to wake up super early and get get ready for weight training. I got to get ready for uh-huh. practice. I got meetings. I got film. I can't get a job. You know, I can't get a part-time job. No, it can't do that because this is a full-time job to be a student-athlete, uh-huh. whether it's baseball, yeah. football, track and field, basketball. These uh-huh. young players, men and women, deserve to have the opportunity to not just get paid, but to, to know that, okay, the people I'm bringing money to, you actually care. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- these exactly. boosters don't care. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they've fought mm-hmm. so hard and, and, and tried to keep the players from being paid. So, like, like, like Eugene said, I hope it is a trend because it's something that I really think could shake the entire foundation of football, mm-hmm to the core. Like, to see black players, fight. Not, I'm not talking about two, three star that these schools don't want no part of. I'm talking these five star guys that have 20 mm-hmm. uh, letters coming in the mail every week, when they start yeah. and they start sitting there and like, listen, mom, I'm going to an HBCU. I'm going to a black school. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like you said, it's some bonus mm-hmm. on these schools though, Eugene. These schools need to make sure that you do not yeah. have the unnecessary BS going on on campus. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I've, heard, I've heard stories of yep. some of these HBCUs and how they, they had you know, whether it's crime issues, you got this going on, you got that going No, kill all of that. You want to be a, you want to be reputable? For someone to truly trust, I'm going to give you four years of my life, you got to clean some stuff up and yeah. make sure that these kids feel safe, first off, and they know that you got their back. And that, that's that's yeah. that's And another thing,
1: yeah, and another thing is on these coaches too. You don't wanna be that coach that got the five star athlete and didn't prepare him for the league. Because mm-hmm. then you just set the whole movement backwards because you got Facts. once you get point. the talent to come in, once you get the talent to come in, now you gotta put that talent back out better than with where better but than the way came. that you received it. Yeah. Right. So so now because most of these schools. A lot of these kids are going to these big schools because they see a pipeline to the NFL. That's mm-hmm. what these kids want. So you gotta prove yourself to be to actually these coaches have, these coaches and their coaching staff have to prove themselves Pairing these kids for the next level. That's gonna go that's gonna that'll accelerate this movement even faster than anything else. Once these once they know that these coaches can coach and you put these kids on the field and they're gonna have success on the field. Then like then they they'll have no problem going to h b c u because they know they got they're gonna shine and they're gonna improve their job.
0: Mm-hmm. um you guys have pretty much said you know my thoughts about the the whole situation, um like with Mikey Williams, one thing that he said during this interview that I like was that all it takes is one person and he was glad that he sparked the, sparked enough energy for the conversation to start happening. Um, and he had also mentioned that if a school was going to be getting paid off of him or well, because of him, he would want to be his own people. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do agree that all it does take is one person, but it's, it would be better if it could be at least a crew of guys, yeah. Because, yeah. even if it's a handful. And I say that because when I was watching um, the documentary about the U, the, 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 um, the football team in the eighties, mm-hmm. um, something that the players were saying that when they, when the coach was coming to, coming to try to recruit them was that, um, you know, The coach said, we want you to be a part of um, Miami's tradition. And the player said, tradition? Like, y'all don't have tradition, right? So all of them Florida boys that played against each other in high school, played with Mm -hmm. each other in high school, all of them decided to go to Miami. And they became what we all know they were, right? So Mm -hmm. my thing is, if if a player decided to do that, a group of friends, whoever, high school, same county, same city, whatever, if you all just said, you know what? like had Mikey's mindset and implied it in basketball or in football, I think that's how the trend becomes. Yeah, you horrible. know. And, but then it's like what Eugene said about the schools needing to prepare themselves to be ready for guys like that, whether mm-hmm. it is your weight room or your coach and stuff like that. I mean, it, your, your facilities play a big part in guys yeah. wanting to come. Because when they come in there and they say top of the line stuff, look like they at the NFL, what you think they're going to want to do? And, and I've, I've always it's been true. for I've, I've always been for players You know, that's one reason why I don't like college I like I like to watch the games But I don't like the whole I don't like, like I don't like how they do college sports With athletes, because like oh, you yeah. said, Damien They can't go out and get a job Right? So you think that um, Paying for tuition Or giving them room and board, no, I didn't know this And I, I, I don't know if it's true for every College, but I heard that they do give the players like a stipend. I don't know if it comes weekly or monthly, like a little check. Now, I don't know how much the check might be. I don't know if every school will do it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But I think that they should be able to go out and and make, make money off their likeness. Whether mm-hmm. it's making appearances or signing stuff, like they shouldn't get in trouble and fined or wins taken away or trophies taken that's away. that's exactly because, why because, the, the because they're instantly trying off to their, change so. that
2: now. That's why they're trying to change it
0: now yeah, because there
2: is it. so much heat on it. It's like listen Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and i think they're wrong they've been wrong for a long time and i think it's spurred a lot because yeah there's no true like football players can't like i said their alternative is to go to the hbcus but like basketball Mm -hmm. oh no i'll just go across i'll go overseas yeah i'll go overseas and play there and 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 they'll get paid like a professional yeah get paid like a professional get coached like a professional get treated like a professional Mm -hmm. and i'm only Mm -hmm. 18 years old and then after spending a year or two over there I'm eligible to be drafted to the to the NBA but right. like uh, shout out to my boy Bruce uh, Bruce uh, always talks about how the fact in a couple years we're going to see that rule change where guys can just jump straight back into the NBA from high school like Kobe mm-hmm. like Kevin Garnett Sebastian yeah. Telfair and the rest of those mm-hmm. the rest of those guys who used to do it all the time and that's going to change yeah. it as well. That's why the NCAA, NCAA, in my opinion, that's why they're trying to get ready for this. Because right. what can you tell some... How can you tell a Mikey or Iman, Imani Bates, hey, you should come play for us, when it's like, but I can go to the G League and make like 50K a year. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And I get health insurance, I can get my mom out the hood, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I could take care of my family, I could do whatever mm-hmm. I... That's, and for me, that's what I, I, I look at the NFL, like they need to they need to look into that. Get a developmental mm-hmm. league. That's what the yeah. XFL should have been for. Buy the yeah. XFL out, NFL. Buy it out. Turn it they into your developmental league. And mm-hmm. these kids can come straight from high school. You can watch them grow. They can learn your techniques, yeah. your concepts. They can learn how to be a professional from the mm-hmm. moment they step into the locker room. They step mm-hmm. into You can build it to where they have dorms around these places. You can set this thing up and monopolize it to, to the way that you want it to be. But yep. it's all about it's all about want to. It's all about want to. The money is not a problem. Mm. The money is not a problem. NFL got the money. Oh, it's there. It's all about mm-hmm. want to. And, and, and to me, because then that's when you will really see it. you see those five-star black athletes like, Mom, I mean, you know, we struggling. Like I can yeah I can go to college I can always go back to college mom like I can always go back I can always go back and get my get, I can't remember who it was uh they were they, I can't remember which player it was they were drafted and, and I think every summer during the offseason they would go back to college they would go to college and and take classes over the summer mm-hmm. and then come back mm-hmm. and play in the NFL summer break I'm going back and taking my classes and then they end up getting it I can't remember who it was but that's that's always a process but again, mm-hmm. it's all about want to. It's got to be want to from the players, want to from the leagues, all that stuff. So at the end of the day, like like you said, Shannon, it's a great point. You you mm-hmm. truly have a couple of these, like these trendsetters. You know what I mean? And and, and these top dogs in in, in high school to say, listen, and, and not just that, but use their social media platform. You got thousands and yeah. thousands of followers. You could yeah. rate, you could legitimately get on there on, on Facebook Live, on Twitter, on Instagram Live, say, listen, guys, we got to make a change, and it starts mm-hmm. with us. We're the new generation. Mm-hmm. Let's start right. this change today. I'm declaring yep. that me and my guys, we're all going to HBCUs, and we're gonna right. make this change immediately. Make exactly. these people who don't care if we live or die, make them mm-hmm. feel it in the pockets, because it's one thing for you is not be for you to. Not care about me living and dying, but you care so much about me being on your football field. So, because it's going to bring you so much money when I'm out there winning the Heisman, mm-hmm. we winning championships. But what happens yeah. when I'm winning HBCU championships and they're getting the money off of me? They're getting, mm-hmm. you know, they're selling my jersey and different things like that. But then I, also my closing point: I'm looking at HBCUs. Go to some of the the Jay Z's. And, and, and the J. Coles, the K. Dots, you know, the kids. Get some, the boys, help. All, get some help. Say, listen, yeah. we got these prospects, we got these recruits coming in. Can you help us out? We need to upgrade our weight mm-hmm. room. We need to upgrade our stadium or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Reach out to the black people that you know have it that yeah. can help mm-hmm. you. Because at the yeah. end of the day, I, I know for me, I wasn't walking into some rinky dink, some college locker room that looked like a high school locker room. I, I, there's mm-hmm. no way you can no. sell me on the program right so that's how I look
0: at it well i'll say this it, it, it just might be a trend i mean mikey is only 15 it says so he still has some time before that's even an option but once yeah. he said that about um it not being too bad going there he received about 11 offers from um hbcus over that past week um, go. So that's big. the ball, the ball, right? The ball will be in his court when it's Because the they probably were scared to even mm-hmm. send
2: him letters, like he's not exactly.
0: Us, yeah, they probably exactly. like that.
1: he's
2: exactly. going. He's going to go to Duke, like everybody else, or he's going to go to yeah. North Carolina or or Kansas or someplace. Right. But mm-hmm. For them, for them to now feel confident,
0: that's it. It just it's. That's, that's big, all it is, right? Like, like because, we have a, because we have an inkling that you're interested. Let me go ahead and send you. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I, I can, I can confidently type this letter up and say, exactly. "Listen, yep. come right. check out our facility. We'll come to and you. That, we'll do and then them same.
1: H- yep. And them same HBCUs is going to send that same letter to the next one coming yep. out. They're going to do this every yep. year. They every now, year. now they're going to try and make themselves a legitimate uh, option for all this talent coming. I mean, and that's they how mean, it should they be.
0: Damien, you just made a good point though that you know the 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 rich elite. <laughs> what the what uh what the Jake from say elite whites yeah, They white. elite <laughs> they elite they elite, elite black they should I think that would be a good idea I mean put your money behind I mean we all yeah. know they, we all know they put their money behind different causes that benefits us as a people mm-hmm. but that's a great idea about funding um the HBCUs because like we I was yeah. saying to you guys before we started recording when I read about um Roddy White's college football team almost shutting down the first thing I said was why don't he give him some money. You know, like, I know you made millions and yeah. you went to that school, so you don't want to save your school? Like, it made me think about that. Yeah. So I think that would be, that's a way to get there. like we said, do their part to want them to come. You can get your facilities up. You can, you know, you can do different things that make it more appealing. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how things play out over the next couple of years. Because what mm-hmm. I can tell you about the young people, like, like I said, I'm 36. And I look, I look at the people that's younger than me and they 20s and teenage, like they different. And different yeah. in a good in a good way, you yeah. know. Like they 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 seem like they got their, they got it right. Like they at least they want to get it right. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes for them.
2: For sure, I, um, I would throw this. Uh, what was go one? ahead. I, I had a. Uh, I was just thinking about it when for me looking at that, like you said, I, I look at like I said not just the Jay Zs, but I mean you look at Le, you look at LeBron James. This man Anybody built an with a, money. he I mean, built an entire school.
1: Right, a school, a school. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Jaylen I'm just Rose. looking at it from the simple yeah. fact of the matter is a, a black athletes, you come together and like listen, man, together, they're strength in numbers. Like yeah. it's y'all no out here limit making to what millions. they can do. Right. Like, listen, I don't care if you, and not everybody gotta put up a mill. You got that guy on your bench that that that, that doesn't make a lot of money. Say, so, listen, bro, mm-hmm. I don't care if you put up five thousand, just put something up towards it, whatever yeah, what right. you can. What my uh what a million looks like to me. What does that look like to your pocket? If that's two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that's two thousand dollars well spent. Like, let's right. do this because yeah. at the end of the day, like you said, Shannon, these young kids, and, and we give so much flack to the younger generation because of what they listen to, what they wear, mm-hmm. what they, yeah. you know, the dance moves. I mean, don't get me right. wrong; we were all dumb and young at one point. Yeah, yeah we were. Was an actual yeah, we... song. Like, right?
1: yeah, you understand
2: what I'm saying? And like, the dance to go with it, yeah. You know what I'm saying the Batman was a dance soldier. Like, come, we all were young at one point. It was always something yeah, we, we did all did those stuff stupid. too. So it's right. like, but they they're coming up in a good way, and I, and I just hope this does become a trend because, like I said, you know what I mean? You got like you got him in the, in their pockets, and it looks it looks it looks one it looks crazy when you see a bunch of four five star athletes. Black athletes saying, I'm going, and I'm going to be with my people. You know what I mean? Right. And uh-huh. it just changes changes the landscape. just changes the landscape yeah. all the
0: time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this episode of this week, we're going to go on to the AFC West, um, as voted on by people <clears throat> on social media. Mm-hmm. So as we usually do, we do the best pick, most surprising pick, and then biggest sleeper. So, Damien, I'll start with you. Who was the best pick in the AFC West?
2: Best pick in the AFC West for me. I mean, everybody knows I love me some Clyde Edwards Hilaire, man. C H baby, Brian Westbrook two But I, I have to, I have to say the best pick. I, I got to go Jerry Judy. I mean, I'm man, what uh-huh. am I time for? I got to go Jerry. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Because the, I, I'm, I, I'm studying the all twenty two film on KJ Hamlin. And I put up a couple clips just three little plays that just showcase his explosive nature and what he's going to bring to the table for Denver. You already have Cortland Sutton. You already have Noah font. And then you bring in Jerry Judy who is a four, four speed guy who is an elite top tier. I mean, he may be a top 15 just to be right. Respectful for the guys already in the league. He could be Mm -hmm. already walks in as a top 15 rock runner. You know what I'm saying? So you and he's a guy who's alignment versatile. You can put him in a slot. You can put him in bunch. You can put him, uh, put him in tight. You can put him out wide. He can run any route. It's not a problem for him. He's comfortable. But, now, you know, if he, if he gets drafted to Oakland, mind you, if he gets drafted to Oakland, he becomes their de facto number one off the rip. And now you're yeah. seeing the Stephon Gilmores, the Jalen Ramseys, Darius uh-huh. in the world. He walks in, Cortland Sutton's your number one. So now he's seeing either number two or number three. So for me, and when you look at, you know, the, the development of Drew Locke, Drew Locke is going to he's – ne- he's never had this type of talent. Even when he was at Missouri, he never mm. had this type of talent. You know what I'm and now, not only that, they, then they brought in, you know, his teammate. His teammate, Albert So Jerry Judy, to me, is, was the best pick because, like I said, we said before, And I said in my piece, uh, my article for the Crocker Report on the chase for wide receiver one, a play on Jamar Chase's name, um, Mm -hmm. Kansas City Chiefs are the standard right now when it comes down to how you want to build your team. You want to build your team speed, 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 offensively Mm -hmm. and defensively. And the Broncos were like, listen, we can add as many defenders as we want, but if Mm -hmm. we can't score with you, Yep. You understand what I'm saying? The, the Niners did everything they had, they could have. But, mm-hmm. but, but that offense became a little too much, and they made the plays that people fear. That big, long bomb. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to put that pressure. You got to treat. You legitimately have to treat the Kansas City Chiefs, like you're playing Tom Brady, like you're playing, uh, like you're exactly. playing uh, Peyton Manning in their prime, where, remember back mm-hmm. in the day, it was like, listen, we got to score 30 on these guys. We cannot score 25. We can't nope. score 22. We got to score 30 and up because our defense, if we do not keep scoring, they will. And that's how the Chiefs are. So the Broncos mm-hmm. were like, listen, get Jerry Judy, and let's, get, let's, let's add as much juice to this offense as possible. And, and and John Elway did the perfect thing. I'm going to replicate what you have over there in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, you got a track team. Meet my track team. So I love mm-hmm. I love that pick. Jerry Judy was the best pick in the in their mm-hmm. division for me.
0: Yep. And what do you think you
1: Um. Yeah. Since he, he since took, uh Jerry Judy, I go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um. And the same thing about that Chiefs offense. It's just a case of the rich getting richer mm-hmm. because. They have not only is he a good running back, just you know, just lining up and taking a handoff, he's an excellent receiver out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So now you give an elite quarterback another weapon to go with all the speed he has on the outside. So everybody's you already can't play your safeties up. You can't put eight, you can't put eight in a box to stop any type of running game. So now you you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire alone against a linebacker. It's no contest. He's just going to run circles around him. And he's going to catch like a five-yard pass and maybe and turn it into ten. It's just he's just such a dynamic weapon, and he really is. Like Andy Reid, really just got another version of Brian Westbrook for his offense. And when you look at those old school Eagles offenses and you see what Westbrook, he put him in the slot. He had him running slant routes. He had him running the whip routes. He had him running the Texas routes. That he had. I mean, he he made Brian Westbrook into a legit wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I can see him doing the exact same thing with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because the skill set is so similar. It's just – is and and it gives uh, Pat Mahomes a, a check-down option. So say you want to take away everything deep. You want to take away all your wide receivers. Okay, I'll just check it down to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and he's just going to run it for 10 yards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing it, – it just makes – it puts a defense – in such a bad position because it's too much to cover at one time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll say, yeah, I said Clyde was hilarious.
0: And Eugene, who do you think was the most surprising pick in the AFC West?
1: Um, uh, most surprising pick in the AFC, I would say I wouldn't say I figured the Chiefs was gonna take her, but I would have said that. But um I would say yeah, I guess I guess I got to go with the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert, uh, just for the simple fact that do you want Cam Newton or do you want Justin Herbert? Okay, we'll take Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I would have took Cam.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, Justin Herbert is uh, going to have to he, – he, he needs work. He's not just going to come in right off the bat and just start throwing bombs everywhere. Uh, they're gonna have to take time. They're gonna have to develop them. It's an investment with that. Um, that just tells me that where they are as a franchise, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to grow something. They're not just trying to win immediately. If mm-hmm. that's if that was the case, they would have went after Cam. But the, just the Chargers getting uh, Justin Herbert, I would say that's the most surprising thing.
0: Now let me ask you a question: Since you picked Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. is it is it because it's Justin Herbert or? Um, is was it because of, because it was a quarterback period? Because it's a
1: quarterback period, and it just it gives an indication of where the franchise wants to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, like I mean, talking about it, and we were like, you know, if your quarterback is there that you want, like, you take your quarterback kind of thing. I, get, and yeah, I, and I think I don't remember. I have to look at our um look back at our draft, but I thought y'all had picked a quarterback for uh, the Chargers, one of, whoever had the Chargers. I have to look back at the, the um the list we had. But why yeah. I was wondering, like, is it because it's Jason Herbert? I mean, Justin Herbert, or do you would you feel like that about any quarterback?
1: I would, yeah. It's probably just because Justin Herbert. I mean, he's the probably the third best quarterback, mm-hmm. and I know the, you know they want to go young at quarterback, but uh, you have a clear better option in Cam Newton. So it's just like yeah, you have you're making a decision. Okay, we see the veteran guy right here that we could work with, mm-hmm. but we want to develop our own guy. We want to take because you know Justin Herbert is not going to be at that type of level year one. Mm-hmm. So they rather take the time and grow Justin Herbert than you know just try to make it work with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. So I would say yeah, that's a that was a that was the surprise. Not not the not that the Chargers would actually take quarterback because you know they. <laughs> They want to rebuild, but mm-hmm. just the way that they chose chose to rebuild the quarterback position.
0: All right. And Damien, what do you think? Most surprising pick of the AFC West? Most surprising
2: pick of the AFC West, even though I am a huge fan of this kid, was Damon Arnett, the corner from Ohio State in the middle of the first round. Um I no I have no I don't have a problem with because I think he really is a true truly is a really good corner. Um and, and physical in the in the window. In the strike window against press coverage, he can play off, he can tackle. He's a good player, and this is something that they needed. You know, that, that length, that he, he's not a bad athlete either. Um, but he wasn't a pick that I saw coming. Um, I could have went Henry Ruggs. I, you know, either way, Oakland surprised me regardless, because mm. I could have went Henry Ruggs with the fact that CeeDee Lamb Matter of fact, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy was on the board, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, they Rhodes were. was the first receiver taken. He was the first receiver <laughs> so, off the board. So I could have went that way, but I think uh, Dave, Damon Onnette was probably the more shocking because Jeff Gladney was still available, mm-hmm. um, and he was a high, uh, uh, probably a higher-ranked uh, corner, at least in my book. I had Jeff Gladney was kind of up there for me. Um, mm-hmm. So... Damon Arnett, like I said, while he's a—I really think he'll be a, a good pro and a good fit for, for Oakland. It was just the most surprising pick to me because I just did not see him coming off the board at all in the first round, especially yeah. as high as he went.
1: Yeah, me neither. With Damon Arnett, I questioned his I think he had everything that you want in a cornerback. I questioned it, his long speed or like or his recovery speed. I don't think like if somebody really wanted to take him all the way deep, I don't think he would be able to run with the top-notch uh, yeah, wide yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. But with a you know, as a number two corner, that's an excellent fit.
0: Yeah, and I looked up our um, the draft that we did. We had Tristan, is his last name Wurfs. Yeah. He went to the Buccaneers. Um, mm-hmm. He went to the, the Buccaneers at number thirteen. But on when we did our draft, we had him going to the Chargers. So that's why I was. I, mm. I just looked at that because I just wanted to see if we had a um, if, if we had a quarterback going to them. I think when we, we did both, our draft.
2: We both said that uh, we we both were in agreement that. You upgrade the offensive line, then you bring in Cam.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. A pro- a pro- oh, yeah, pro- we had guy. Herbert falling, didn't we?
0: Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah, Herbert, fell. <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Herbert fell a little bit. Let me see what we might have had him.
1: At. I think he's <laughs> all the way down.
0: Because at the same time... Yeah, we like, had him going to the Titans. Yeah, mm. so... 29.
2: If, you, if they pick Cam and upgrade the offensive line, guess what? Next year, there's about five more quarterbacks. Five or six. You right. know, yeah. So Taking Brock Purdy and some of these other guys coming in. You, If Cam got hurt again and then you're stuck and you're like, well, we got Tyrod Taylor and you still lose a bunch of games and you t- pick a top five again, guess what? You got a great shot at drafting uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You still right. are in a win-win situation. Yeah. But the Chargers decided to go with Justin Herbert, whatever.
0: Yeah, I would have taken Cam as well. We talked about that. Um, mm mm-hmm. But it, it what makes it even more weird is when the the Chargers head coach come out and say that Kaepernick is on their list of workout players. Like, dude, I ain't saying I'm not saying that Kaepernick can't be on that list. But yeah. Yeah, is, is Mr. Newton on that list? Cause yeah, exactly. Like consider, if you look at you, if you would have picked if you would have picked Cam, you could have won a whole another rope with that six pick. You know I mean? exactly. Like whatever. I mean? Because
1: at at this point, I'm taking Cam over 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 thing. Kaep. Yeah.
0: And we, I yeah. mean, and Kaepernick hasn't played and gone on four seasons. What, four so years. The the, the the bad part about him getting signed is that if a team brings him in and he works out, but he doesn't look any better than who they already have on their roster,
2: oh, what man. reason?
0: What reason would they have to keep him on the roster? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. am I keeping you for for PR? Am I keeping you for jersey sale? Am I keeping you for ticket yeah. sales? Like, what would be the reason? If like like um the Chargers coach said, I like the three quarterbacks we have. So if I bring Cam Newton in, and he's not better than what's his name? What's the? Um, they have Tyro, Tyrod, Danny
1: Taylor, Herbert, and, Eaton, and somebody Easton, else,
0: Eat, Easton, Eaton, something like that. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Easton if Easton Kaepernick stick? comes in there, Easton and
1: he's, Stick, yeah.
0: If Kaepernick comes in and he's not over the hills better than any of those three, like it's gonna be a mess if they have to cut him. Yeah, so I mean,
1: yeah, and that's the thing is, coaches don't like dealing with media circuses and all no. that. So. Any team that brings Cam in, the whole media is going to swarm. They're going to ask every player about Kaepernick. And mm-hmm. guys don't want to be asked the same thing over and over you again know, all the know time. Two,
0: you know, two people, I would say three people who I think could handle Kaepernick coming in, three coaches. Bill Belichick, number one, because he don't answer mm-hmm. nothing. If you ain't talking about the game they about to play, he ain't yep. got no reps, So you wouldn't even be able to get nothing out of Bill Belichick and I'm not saying he should go to anything. I'm not Ryan. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Kaepernick should go to the Patriots. I'm just saying mm-hmm. if he I'm was there, about that. I know that <laughs> Bill would, Bill, would, Bill would be able to handle that. I think Andy Reid would do great yeah. with Kaepernick, yeah, yeah. and I also think also think John Harbaugh would. And the reason yeah. why I'm saying John Harbaugh is because he was the first court, the first coach who came out unwarranted and spoke about Kaepernick and wanting Kaepernick. Now this was in 2017. This, mm-hmm. this would be fun. NASA posted that picture, but those are three three coaches. I think out of everybody, oh, yeah. they could shut it down from the. They don't care about the media. They're not even going to let y'all be a distraction, and they would mm-hmm. co- They would. They well, would cover. You they know, would Belichick cover, doesn't
2: cover. answer questions
0: anyway. No, yeah. that's why, and that's why I said perfect because he would be all about football. If it ain't about yeah. football, I don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I say yeah. And if Andy Reid can take Michael Vick fresh out of yeah. jail and deal with that, yeah, signing camp is child's play. Yeah.
2: A- Andy and Reid. He's Teflon fact, right now.
0: <laughs> the, the, the fact I'm a, I, it's, we, we, before we go to the next one, the biggest sleeper. I just wanted to say this about what's interesting about the Ravens. Remember, mm-hmm. before we signed RG three, this in 2017, it came out like the no RG three had said it like the Ravens were interested in me, and a lot of us was like, what the, for what? Like, no, we, no, we weren't. Right now, <laughs> we wanted we wanted Kaepernick first, and then we wanted then we signed RG three, and then we drafted Lamar Jackson. Right it makes me wonder, like, did they want to go in this route with a quarterback anyway? Yeah. I mean, you look at Kaepernick, you look at RG3, you look at Lamar, like you know what, they their, all fit. what, what their greatest traits were and what Lamar's is. So it's like, I think Kaepernick would have been perfect if all that other stuff didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Damian, who will be the biggest sleeper in the AFC West?
2: Mm, biggest sleeper in the AFC West. Man. I got one for you. So uh-huh. you go over to the Chargers. Fourth round uh-huh. pick, Joshua Kelly. Melvin Gordon is gone. Oh, yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon is not there anymore. <laughs> they let him go, and he signed with the Broncos, matter of fact. Uh, uh-huh. It seemed very strategic on his part. Um, <laughs> he gets to uh-huh. play against his former team twice a year. But they, yes, they have Austin Eckler, they have Justin Jackson, two more, you know. Uh, smaller guys. Austin Eckler is kind of like their Darren Sproles. He could do some things in the run game, especially in the draw game, um, inside zone type of game, and, and hit the edges. But he's so dynamic as a receiver. He, he is a he's a matchup nightmare. Getting him up on linebackers, especially in the screen game, in 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 the flats and different things like that. He he works perfectly in that in that realm. But who's going to bring that power? Who's going to bring that thunder to his lightning? And Joshua Kelly, and I I can't wait to get into his all twenty-two because he was a back that I felt wasn't talked about enough coming into this draft. And I was happy mm-hmm. to see him not go, not slip all the way to fifth, sixth, seventh round. He went in the fourth. He could li- literally come in as the lead, work his way, and fight oh, for yeah. that lead back role. Where on this first and second, not even just first and second now, he can play on third downs as well. Oh yeah. So you can have a two back set and and, and have a diversified, um, you know, running back situation and you know running back by committee per se. Mm-hmm. If it'll just be just two backs, but yeah. um. I think Joshua Kelly has a strong chance to earn the trust of Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn is a former running back, running back type of you know coach as well. Um, learn, you know, he able to learn from his head coach firsthand what it takes to be a, a running back in the NFL. I think he's a true sleeper in this division out of these draft picks because the spot is open for him, and mm-hmm. but he's not the guy everybody's talking about. When you come talk about the, when you hear running back in. Uh, Los Angeles for the Chargers. Austin Eckler's name is the name that will continue to come up, especially in the fantasy football world. Everybody loves Austin Eckler. He's a PPR machine. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can tell you is they don't have that true bell cop. They don't have that true guy that can, they can line up. And that four, six-minute offense, they, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler, he's a good player. He's nice in, in the role that he's in. But he's not the guy that you want to run that six-minute offense in an offense with. He's not the guy that can really set the tone on first and second down like that. Joshua yep. Kelly can. And I think he – I don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. I don't know if Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert will come out and start week one. But the only thing I can say is if it is jo- uh, Justin Herbert, I expect them to run the football. Uh-huh. And I expect them, expect them to help him by running the football. So I expect Joshua Kelly to get enough touches to be a prominent role in this offense.
0: What would that say about uh Tyrod Taylor if he leaves his job again? Like didn't did he get benched in Buffalo? Then
1: mm-hmm. he went to,
0: then he went to Cleveland. Got benched in Cleveland, right? For Baker. Yeah. All right. All right now. Why are you I drinking mean... like Damien, why are you drinking like that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, sip, sip his tea. He,
0: looking, he over there looking like Kermit. Like,
2: what are you doing? Hey, shut up. I mean, listen, man. Must love the Tyrod. He's mobile, all
0: right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mobile enough to get out of these other quarterbacks' way while they take that number one QB job. Oh, oh
1: man, Tyrod going to Tyrod, man. That's that's what he man. do. He he he's a placeholder. He comes yeah. in. He keeps the quarterback seat warm until somebody really good can come play. But
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so Eugene, Eugene, who do you think was the biggest sleeper in the AFC West? Uh,
1: I got two guys. Um, one, the Chiefs drafted in the fourth round with Sneed. Um, he's uh six foot, 192 runs a four three. He played safety and he played cornerback for Louisiana tech. Um, my guess is they'll probably put him at cornerback, but he can literally do both. So he's going to be one of those hybrid defenders that they can put on the back end. Um, And he's athletic enough to keep up with all these fast uh, receivers in the league now. So I I thought he was a good player. Um, The other guy I had was Brian Edwards uh, from the the Raiders took. I really like this kid. I think he can play 6'3", 2'12". He's not a burner. but He he can run, but he's not a burner. But he's a big physical dude, runs after the catch. Uh, You can put him in a slot. You can put him outside. I think he's going to be an immediate uh, contributor for the Raiders. Probably going to be a starter uh, mm-hmm. year one or year two because I'm really high on this guy. I think he's uh, – I think if he wasn't injured, he had a foot injury uh, during the draft. If he didn't have that foot injury, pro- you'd probably be talking about him in the second or first round.
0: hmm So um, now we're going to go to the standings of the AFC West from last year and just go to each team individually. And, like, I'm looking at the standings of the AFC West, and it just reminds me so much of the NFC South, who, who we just covered um, mm-hmm. Because the Broncos and the Raiders were both seven and nine at in mm-hmm. second and third, and then you had mm-hmm. the Chiefs way up. It, it's eerie how similar they look. But the Chiefs Super Bowl champions—they um, won the AFC West and they won a the Super Bowl, so they're champs. Um, we have Broncos at number two, Raiders at number three, and Chargers at number four. So we'll start at the bottom with the Chargers. Um, Damien, what do you think about the Chargers and their draft?
2: Um. <clears throat> The Chargers draft was, was they they drafted pretty well. Um, you know, getting getting we always say get whatever guy you want at quarterback. If Justin Herbert's their guy, go for it. So they 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 drafted their quarterback at number six. Then they, listen, I love this next pick. Kenneth Murray, a legit speed demon at linebacker. We talk about speed all the time, I've seen the in the front seven. He is a sideline to sideline, running hit, you know, chasing hit type of linebacker. Um, I think he's more of a outside linebacker, the Sam or Will. Um, you know, I don't really want to put him inside. I, I prefer him outside, give him free reign to just move around and, and really, make, especially in the flats. You know, the flats is a hev- is a heavily uh, targeted place in a lot of short passing games, and you want to be able. To, and he's a guy that you want to try to use to take away Clyde Harris Hilaire, to be completely honest with you, um, as well as Travis Kelsey. But uh, so then you got, like I said, we talked about Joshua Kelly and, and, and my love for him in the fourth round. Joe Reed is a solid receiver out of Virginia. Uh, Lohe Gilman, uh, you know, safety. I think he'd probably be more of a um, that, that big dime backer that comes in. I, I'm not sure if he'll be able to handle being in coverage. But K.J. Hill in the seventh round. A uh-huh. very good receiver prospect. Sure-handed, uh-huh. is all get out Route, runs routes very well. Knows how to separate. No, he's not a fast guy. He's a four four six. I think he ran the forty. And, yeah. and of course, you know, anytime you're you're below six one, and you're not some you know some big behemoth at at wide receiver. Anything uh-huh. lower than a four or five is usually cursed. But uh-huh. you look at what he does on the field, man. It's he, he could ball. And like I said, you put him. He's and you put him in the slot that allows them um, to move uh, Keenan Allen around so much, uh, so much more. You already know you got your big 50-50 uh, jump ball guy in Mike Williams. He just mm-hmm. adds more depth to that already talented receiver core. And uh, uh, didn't they just lose the receiver? Um, the Chargers. This so I think they had to. They had to re-up the receiver because um, they lost. Uh, he's with the Oakland Raiders now. They lost uh, Tyrell Williams. Last offense, yeah, Tyrell
1: Williams. So, yeah.
2: you know, just adding more bodies to that receiving core uh, it never hurts. So, for me, I, I like what they did, they did they, they drafted pretty well. I'll give them
0: that. And what do you think about the Chargers, Eugene?
1: Yeah, uh, they did all right. I think, um, I think they're gonna have to wait a little bit on uh, Justin Herbert, but I think the biggest impact early on is gonna be uh, Kenneth Murray and. You added him to the linebacker quarter they have, along with Drew Tranquil and Eugene Nwosu. They got a lot of big linebackers that can really run. Um, where they really hit at is, you know, at the end of the draft. In the seventh round, getting a player like K.J. Hill, he can start day one as a slot receiver. That's how mm-hmm. good he is. He, I mean, he, he runs excellent routes. He's got excellent quickness. He doesn't have straight line speed, but he, 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 he's got lateral quickness, and he knows how to get open. Um, in the fifth round, and got drafted a guy like Joe Reed. He's one of these uh, newer players. Um, he's kind of like a poor man's Debo Samuel. He mm-hmm. played running back and he played wide receiver. He's six one, two twenty four, runs a four four. So they can put him in the backfield as a running back. They can put him in the slot as a wide receiver. He's got experience doing both. So he's another one of these chess piece players that they should be able to use. And you got Joshua Kelly, who can be, who got the talent to be an uh, a legit three down back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they, they did. They did really well on the back end. They provided depth, and um, I think they got they got a starter in Kenneth Murray, and they provided a ton of depth on the offensive end.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So the Chargers went five and eleven in twenty nineteen. In twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. they went twelve and four. So we've asked this question before with other divisions. Do you think that the Chargers can double their wins in twenty twenty?
1: Nope.
0: Nope. It it, yep. it would it would depend
2: because <laughs> uh, the quarterback position is too much of a question mark. Like,
1: yeah, I mm-hmm.
2: truly believe you. you I mean, we have beaten the dead horse, but you you get a, you bring in a, a Cam Newton. Yeah, no, I think they can win ten ten games because yeah, it, the reason why I say uh-huh. their defense healthy. Kenneth Murray, Chan New-Wosu, uh you know, get Darius. Uh, you, you get Derwin James back. You have uh, Chris Harris. You have Casey uh, Hayward. Casey Hayward.
1: Not Sir Adderley. They, they loaded.
2: They are loaded defensively. Now, didn't they bring in? Linville? Didn't they just get Linville Joseph as well? Yep. So now you yep. you 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 fixed the interior D line so so offenses can't just run the ball right up the gut on you. And you have had two of the uh, best pass rushers tandems rather with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with Ingram and and, and Joey Bosa. Yep. It, it, it's so much that defense could be an elite defense. Mm-hmm. but that's what they're going to have to be to carry the offense right. if, they, you know, if they don't have a Cam Newton, which they don't. So you have mm-hmm. if Justin yeah. Herbert starting or Tyrod plays the whole season. That defense is going to have to keep teams. You talked about, it, talked about it earlier. When you look at the Patriots uh, off the air, they're going to have to keep teams under 21 points a game mm-hmm. to give their <laughs> right. offensive a shot. And which is again, almost and, impossible. Exactly. And looking at their division, the Raiders got better offensively, We're going to talk about them in a second because I really love their draft. The Raiders got got, the Raiders got better offensively. The Chiefs, of course, got better offensively. The Broncos got better offensively. The one Mm -hmm. team that truly, in my opinion, did not tip the the needle, tip
0: the scale offensively, was the Chargers. Chargers, right? And the bad part about that with the Chargers is when you look at where they were in twenty eight twenty. 18 right 12 mm-hmm. and 4 you don't win your division because the Chiefs are also 12 and 4 so you have to come on the road and come to Baltimore and then you look at last year the only constant to me it was Philip Rivers like he'd been there for a long time right yeah and one okay. of the things the one of the things that head coach said this past week was um you know like Kaepernick does what they kind of want to do like what they want their quarterbacks to do be mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like he was just frustrated with that statue, Philip Rivers. Yeah. yeah, Like He was over him, over especially because
2: their offensive line was had so many issues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that, and that's that's the case that you make when you you know when you want to defend running quarterbacks. Like, listen, you don't have to have a perfect offensive line. Exactly. You
1: know, right. know what I mean?
2: Because right. they can they can create they can mess don't yeah, get it
1: wrong. They erase a lot of mistakes.
0: Yeah.
2: The difference between what you will see with a Cam Newton and a Lamar Jackson and Kyle Murray Ka- Kaepernick is not elusive. Kaepernick straight north and south. Straight line and says. So, so right. he's he's not gonna be that guy. who's gonna drop back. He's gonna true like. I'm not saying he can't do it. I, we've seen him evade tacklers, but mm-hmm. those guys can legitimately put you on your butt. Being yeah. able to to give you a nice little two step, nice little juke move, stiff arm, and then mm-hmm. they out of the pocket and they're down. Mm-hmm. They're twenty yards downfield. Kaepernick is a guy that he sees hole. He hits the hole, but All right. What happens when everything's collapsing? Can he get out of that? You know what I mean? Right. That's not that's not part of his skill set. So to say, well, you know, Kaepernick does what we want. So does Cam Newton at a better
0: rate too. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Cam Newton because if you think about it, in twenty eighteen, I mean, that was a good team. That was yeah. you don't win twelve. You don't win yeah. twelve. I mean, we were just talking about that. You don't win twelve games by accident. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you look at last year, I and mean, then you say, okay, what can I do this year to to make my team win more than five games? Cam Newton, like he was available. That's game, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And you need a quarterback to compete with rookie. You need, like you need I a do. quarterback to compete with, um, with pet and you know Payton Mahomes and you got and, yeah. and then you got Drew, Drew Lott, You know, yeah. so it's like, and, and you, you
2: like get. you said, you think about it, you, you really look at Cam Newton knows how to play in this yes. league, and they have he weapons. They have I a tight if, end. If, they have if three receivers.
0: If he, he would have went there, I would think that the Chargers would be no less than second.
2: And that division. I think, and, and they, yeah, they definitely they have a chance. They would have given um, Kansas City a run, which they already mm-hmm. they, they gave Kansas City, yes. before, yeah, they yeah, they Kansas City
1: a run before. But they would have
2: definitely given Kansas City a run. Because they got, Just think they about got those, the defense. Think right. about those third and fives late in the game. You got everything else covered. You're dropping all those guys back in coverage. Cam breaks off for 15 right. yards. You know, different right. things like that. Exactly. Austin Eckler, the read option with him. Um, mm-hmm. The RPO, the veer, the—it's so much they could have done. Not—not not just yeah. that, but Cam's efficiency and uh, understanding to check the ball down. His last year or so, after getting Christian McCaffrey, he would have mm-hmm. really elevated Austin Eckler. Because yeah. while you're trying to stop Mike Mike uh, Williams and Keenan Allen and those guys and Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. he would have dumped it right off to, to Austin mm-hmm. Eckler, and it would have yeah. been easy, easy yardage, easy
0: yardage. That's mm-hmm. It's crazy when I look at the Broncos and the Raiders. They both went seven and nine, both went five and three at home, both went two and six away. Like mm-hmm. that's that's ridiculous. But Eugene, what do you think about the Raiders and their draft?
1: Um, yeah, the Raiders had a good draft. And the thing about with with the Broncos and the Raiders, I think they took two different paths
0: mm-hmm. to
1: those records because uh the you know the Broncos came on later after they, they put Drew Locke in, put mm-hmm. Drew Lock in. Now so watch you...
0: what well, well, come on now. Y'all need to make sure you be respectful and we be... Go go
1: ahead. Oh, just, for uh, just, uh, oh, 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 that just, guy. Just,
0: just, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to catch you before you said it. So yeah, they came on strong. Lape up. Go ahead about the Raiders. You saved <laughs> that. You saved that. You saved that talk.
1: <sighs> All right. <laughs> so the Raiders. <laughs> so the Raiders. <laughs> they um. Yeah, they, I mean, you got Henry Ruggs. So you got you got the fastest player, one of the fastest players in this draft. So you got immediate deep threat, which means you got immediate space on your offense mm-hmm. in order to operate. So you got space for your other guys. Um, you also got uh, Lynn Bowden. Um, he's another one of your uh, little gimmick players. He played quarterback at Kentucky, really should have been a wide receiver. But you know they can do little gadget plays with him. You got I, I told you about Brian Edwards. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, they I, I say Tanner Muse in the third round is a little bit of a reach. I'm assuming that they're looking at him as a linebacker.
2: Have to, I'm no, hoping.
1: They have to be. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they're looking at him as a linebacker. But um, he's another guy. He's he's um, he's very linear, straight straight back and forth. He's got four three speed, but only running in a straight line. Is mm-hmm. he's, he's a little bit slower. He's a little. <laughs> He's a little stiffer in the hips uh, when he's trying to, you know, cover side to side. And you got depth uh, with John Simpson on your offensive line. Um, a really good pick was Amik Robertson in the yeah. fourth. Um, I think he, I think he's another player. Uh, you can put him in a nickel. I think he can play safety as well. I don't, he's, he's never done it, but I, I think he has the skill set to do it because he looks really good in off coverage. Um, but I think he is going to be a starter for them going forward. So, yeah, they had a very solid draft. I mean, they're best, two first-round picks. They're, I mean, those are your two starters right there on the outside. So that, that immediately uh, helps them out where they really needed it at. And the rest are just uh, developmental prospects and, and depth. hmm
0: And, you, I mean, Damian, what do you think about the Raiders and their draft?
2: I, I like their draft. Um, granted, I mean, when I think about the Henry Ruggs pick, I, I look at it from this. They had a really good run game with Josh Jacobs last year. They have a legit, to me, a breakout star at tight end with Darren Waller. Tyrell Williams did not bring to them what they wanted, and that's why I think they went three wide receivers, or however you look at Lynn Bowden. I think he is a... <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, two, I think he is that gadget <laughs> guy that's going to, you know, you're going to see him line up in the backfield. He's going to be in the slot. You might see him on wildcat. You might see a lot of stuff with him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, he, to me, he kind of can be that Percy Harvin light. You know what I mean? That light Percy Harvin to the, for them, um, but like I said, with that run game, you think about the play action and and John Gruden play action football, and then you have a four two seven guy who I believe is probably a four two four four two three guy. We just didn't get a chance to see at the combine. Yeah. You have him, and now not just him, but Brian. Like you said, Brian Edwards to me was my other sleeper that I really think could become. He, I think he will become the number one. For mm-hmm. for that for that when you look at the receivers because I, yeah. I regardless of what happened to the receivers, Darren Waller you know of course mentally healthy and everything else he's not going anywhere in that he, he he's sticking in that offense and so he's gonna ball out. But like I said, Amik Robinson he kind of gives me that uh, Buddha Baker Tyron Matthew type of feel um, mm-hmm. that that smaller guy but he plays so well um, and he's versatile, man coverage off coverage press. And like I said, he can, and he's not a, he's not a terrible athlete either. So you can use him in, in, in multiple spots. But like I said, you look at the impact that Budu Baker and Tyron Matthew have on their defenses being able to be chess pieces move all around yeah. the defense. You can blitz them. You can put them up. We seen, I've seen Tyron Matthew in man coverage against DeAndre Hawkins and get pass breakups. You know, not yeah. a lot, but the fact that he could do it in spurts. So and, and the same thing with Budu Baker. He can do the exact same thing, and the Meek Robinson can as well. So, because at, at the end of the day, the, the at the least what you get from him is a legit nickel, because nickel mm-hmm. is like 70% starting defenses in the NFL. Oh, that's right a starter now. now. So, you get a legit nickel, a guy that can come in and play physical, brand of football, in the slot, good feet, good hips, can move, can mirror. And like I said, you can play him off, and he can break on routes, click and close. Yeah, I, I, li- I like their draft. For the most part, because like you said, and if John Simpson can come in and and fight for a guard spot and continue to improve and elevate your offensive line, that's going to help the run game, and again, that's going to help that play action. That play action is going to be key. Whether whoever you have at quarterbacks, we don't know if it's going to be Mar- maybe Marcus Mariota becomes this year's Tannehill. He leaves and mm. he takes their their, their Carr's job. I mean, for for Raiders fans, I really hope not. But still,
0: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I'm, 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 I care about you guys, and I don't want you to go through that. So, mm. it is what it is. But, you know, whoever's mm. that quarterback, that the run game, those weapons, it's going to make their job easier. So, I think, I think um, John Gruden and company did a good job.
0: Okay. Now we're going to the Broncos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do, do not... Bring up my Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl MVP winning
1: quarterback. Oh, that guy!
0: Yeah. So, Damien, <laughs> Damien, what, what did you think about the Broncos and their their draft? Well, since they got
2: rid of... Never mind. Um, <laughs> 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 it's all looking
1: up. They got rid of. <laughs> um,
2: I I, I like their draft. But we talked about it earlier, man. Uh Shout out to to, to John Elway. He, Best he did a good ever. job, man. Best, Best draft that he's yet. ever had, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Like I said, oh my goodness! You want to compete with Kansas City? He went and built a track team offensively. Jerry mm-hmm. Judy, uh, KJ mm-hmm. Hamler in the second, uh, improved their uh, their 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 secondary in the third round with Michael. Oh yeah, Michael O. from o, Mike, uh, o. Oh, Michael O. <laughs> but getting uh, also improving the offensive line with Lloyd Cushionberry. Um, mm-hmm. then, I would say Albert O. Justin Strnad, Strnad, Strand, however you say his last name from Wake Forest is an intriguing linebacker prospect. He mm-hmm. can move and make plays. Listen, I have not seen. Um, I was I was actually watching his film back when Lamar. He wasn't. He used to. He was, was played against Lamar Jackson. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody chase Lamar Jackson down as he's getting out of the pocket. He did, so like mm-hmm. that lets you know that he can move in space. Uh, yep. Nate Muti to, up, to continue to upgrade the offensive line. Derek Tuska, mm-hmm. another edge rusher. Oh man! Listen, a, a high motor guy who can legitimately mm-hmm. got a nice quick first step. Um, you know he plays kind of violent off the edge. Listen, I mean, whether you want to kick in Chubb inside, you can detach uh, uh, Von Miller from the from the line of scrimmage, start moving him mm-hmm. around, different thing. Be as versatile and uh, positionless as possible on defense to get after the passer. Because at the end of the day, if you can score with Patrick Mahomes, you need to get after him with a four man rush and get getting someone like Derek Tuska who could develop into us, uh, you know, a DPR designated pass rusher. That only
0: helps that case. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, shout out to John Elway, man! Great draft. Mm-hmm. And Eugene, what did you think about the Broncos in that draft?
1: Yeah, one of the best uh, of the year, I think. Them along with the Panthers, um, I liked each and every pick that they made, with the exception of uh, Michael Ojemudia. But even him, he's not a he's not a terrible player. I don't, I think he's a he's good a player. Rich. Yeah, but um, you got I mean, you got Jerry Judy, one of the best route runners in that draft. And then on top of that, you got K.J. Hamler, one of the best deep threats in the draft. So put them both together, putting them on the field together. You got a guy that can take the top off the defense, then you got a guy that can beat you on the intermediate routes with his route running ability. You can't cover that. You can't your safety is in a lose-lose situation, and your corners are got their backs against the wall if, they're in, if they don't got the athleticism to keep up. So just the fact that how they built it makes it uh makes it uh that much better of a draft and then like you go right on down the line lloyd cushionberry uh albert O. I mean the guys i mean some of these guys i had had as my sleepers and i really really liked them the guy like McT- mctelvin again in the third round mm-hmm. he is a he's a freak athlete 6'3 309 and he's not one of those big uh space eaters he's not just gonna sit up there a whole block he's going to attack up the field and shoot the gaps and cause havoc in the, in the backfield. That's the type of player he is. I really liked him like Justin St. Um, it's a shame that he got hurt during the draft process cuz I think he would have went higher cuz he's excellent in coverage. He's one of your one of your new age running backs that's fast in space and he knows how to cover and on top of that he's 6'3" 238. He, so he's got the, the the size and the strength and he can run. Um and even in the seventh round, they got two stud seventh round, seventh round draft picks. Derek Tuska, he's, he's pro- he'll probably make that team. Um, he's, he's 6'5", 251. Uh, the energy that he puts out on a play-by-play basis, it's like he's one of those players that you say uh, he plays with his head on fire. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys because he's coming after the quarterback like a crazy man. Um, he's got some athleticism. He's got some quickness and some speed to him. He needs to get a little bit stronger. But he's he's a designated pass rusher, like Dame said. Mm-hmm. And Tyree Cleveland, if nothing else, he's a deep threat. Uh, Cleve, I mean, Florida didn't uh, target him a lot. But when they did, they got results. One thing he can do, one, one skill that he has that's NFL caliber is speed. And he can run down the field. And he has the height and he has the speed to make catches down the field. So he's a guy that's going to provide depth for you. And he's got a chance to uh to develop into a real solid player for them um I mean yeah, this draft is an a plus they hit i think like every pick they make should make their team year one mm-hmm. and um they should get major contributions from them as well yeah this is I mean they had a tremendous draft,
0: so the Broncos won seven games last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you guys think they could at least do ten this year,
1: nine maybe mm-hmm. ten.
0: It, it, it depends on the development of Drew Lock and and mm-hmm.
1: that offensive
2: line. I mean, because like you said, you look at what they have now. They have you know having uh, um Philip Lindsay and then um, Melvin Gordon and and the, the and now the receivers. The, if the old line keeps him upright and he makes the right reads, the right plays, the right throws. He doesn't yeah. overthink it. He comes in and just balls. I mean, if I'm John Elway, I'm playing Young Jeezy every day in practice for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I want him. I want him in the right mindset. Want, we need that. We need that energy every yeah, day. Yeah, I need that yeah. energy from him every day because he has the he has the potential to be a top type of top tier quarterback in this league. Big mm-hmm. arm. He's mobile. He can make every throw. Like mm-hmm. it's just all about the mental. Neck up. Chin yep. up. That's what and I you need know, to see. You
0: know what I like about him. He seems so real. Like, you know, you see yeah. some guys and you don't know if they're mm-hmm. like, looking on for the camera. He didn't even know he was being recorded. Like, was on camera. Like, he knew he was rapping. He was just doing him. Remember, yeah. the thing, remember after the game, they showed him the video that was circling, circling out on, um, on on social media. Mm-hmm. And he was laughing like that. Like, they caught me. Like, so that's <laughs> Listen, a legit dude. Like, hey, I'm BSL. not going to lie to you.
2: Right. If you go back and watch his celebrations when he threw touchdowns in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, like I, I oh, loved yeah. it—the little, the little, uh the little joint. I I've loved it. Like he has yeah. a yeah. different type of swagger. You know what I'm saying? He's a—he's—he's the type of guy that.
1: Yeah, t- he's, like, he's the type he's of guy swagger, that yeah, he's he's like, of guy that's going that the teammates will rally around him because right. he's—he's that type. He's a natural leader.
0: Right. He's like he's it's like he has a personality of like a Johnny Mansell and a Baker, but he's not as stupid. cocky as them. Like they were cocky. Yeah, like they, they were, you they could you couldn't tell them nothing about themselves so Drew Lott, he got what they have but he's we going to see what yeah we going to see what yeah. they are um but next last but not least the Super Bowl champions Eugene what do you think about the Chiefs and their draft um
1: yeah they had a they had a decent draft um not as good as the uh, as their division rivals mm-hmm. but they um they made a big pick they made a big uh hit uh, in the first round with Clyde Edwards Hilaire mm-hmm. um Willie Gay he's He's an excellent athlete. Um, he's another one of those big linebackers that can really, really run. So they're gonna they're gonna use him in that defense where they're and he should he should thrive with uh Steve Spagnolo and his four three defense. He's, he plays an attacking defense, and the last thing you want is a 240 pound guy that runs a 4 4 running directly at your quarterback. So he's gonna be he's gonna be essential in that. Um Lucas Nayang, offensive line depth. Um he's gonna help out and I talked about Legarius Sneed. I think he's gonna be a player for them. Um the rest of the guys are just are you know pretty solid depth. But your main your main additions are gonna be from your first and second rounders, mm-hmm. mainly Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's the gem of, of their uh draft class. I think it may take a little bit for Willie Gay to get acclimated to what they want to do on defense. Mm-hmm. But um they uh they did they did okay. They did okay. I mean the main thing is they uh, they didn't they didn't let their division rivals catch them. They 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 stay one step ahead of their division rivals. So they're still going to be
0: you know a dominant team. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the Chiefs, Damian? Um, uh,
2: <clears throat> you know I I like their their draft. You know for the most part, you know, Kyler right. Saler. I, I love the Willie Gay uh pick because the the linebacker position for them was a, was a was an issue. You know they didn't have the speed. The athletic ability, the athleticism and athletic ability they run and cover um, with the linebacker position. Willie Gat did have some off the field issues, but like we said, with Andy Reid, he just he just gets it and he knows how to to get the best out of his players. Uh, so Walker. I really think that was a uh, you know that was a good move for them. Um, LeJarius Sneed, you know, just seeing him as that safety corner uh, combination and, and see what they do with him defensively and like Luke uh, Lucas Naying in the third. Like I said, adding as much... You can never have too much depth at the, at the uh, offensive uh-huh. line position. I mean, uh-huh. you look at the Patriots. When, when Isaiah Wynn went down, and uh, I forget the, the turnstile's name that they, they put at left tackle. was he, <laughs> like Mike, oh, Michael Newhouse. Whatever his name is. Newhouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, he uh-huh. was getting whooped week uh-huh. after week after week. And Brady was so uncomfortable. Because you didn't, we didn't have the depth at tackle. Uh, good depth. I'm, I'm sitting there like, okay, we're going to go sign somebody else. No, we, we played with him the whole time. And we felt it. Tom Brady felt it for sure. Um, our offense was, just was not – it could not get right. So, um, you know, having that good quality depth, the guys that you could develop to play the way <laughs> you want to play, is big. So, I, I think they, I think they did, overall did a good job for them. Because they didn't have – did they
0: have a lot of picks – they didn't have they, no. had, they only had five. Yeah, so
2: it, you know, for what they for what they had they did a good job.
0: Yeah. Um so as we usually do, I will rank them how I see based on the things you guys said, and then you let me know if you want to go with that. Um <clears throat> as we said, um John Elway, this is probably by far the best draft he's ever had. So to me, that puts the Broncos at number one. Um I also like What you guys were saying about the Raiders. Like they seem like they made a lot of great picks as well. Like we we said this before with this draft. A lot of teams did really well. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to really even point to a team and say, this was wrong or that was wrong. Um and then I have the Chiefs and the Chargers. So Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers. The reason I'm putting the Chargers at the bottom is because, like we were saying earlier, based on who was available for them at the point of the draft, they didn't have Mm -hmm. to go six. They didn't have to go quarterback at six. And if you're not planning on, you know, well, I don't, we don't think it's smart for him to start mm-hmm. out the gate anyway, but if you're not planning on using him, then that was a waste of pick to me when you could have had a guy like Cam Newton to come in and immediately be contenders because of who he is. Yeah. Um, and with the chiefs, the only reason why I have them third is because for one, they only had five picks. Um, I was reading earlier that a, the guy who wrote the article was saying um, overall You know, who they picked was okay, but he wasn't moved after their first round pick. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then it goes back to what you guys said about the rich getting richer. When you're a team like that, you didn't lose a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I have Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with
2: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Makes
2: sense. Yeah. Like I said, the main thing, you look at just, you look at the draft picks, it's all about who. Truly, move the needle the most, and mm-hmm. the Broncos and the Raiders for, for what they were last year moved the mm-hmm. needle the most, right? I mean,
0: you could tell they built their teams to compete with the Chiefs. Yeah, one, one thing I used to always say about the Ravens like, I, I felt like we could compete with the Steelers, but it wasn't until we got a, a formidable quarterback that we could beat the Steelers, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um in that division, that's going to be interesting, really, to see. I want to see how the Broncos do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because for me, with them, with the Broncos, it's like, it's just a matter of if they're going to put it all together. They got the talent. Right. So now it's just on the coaches to put it all together, and can they stay healthy, and, mm-hmm. and can Drew Locke make those necessary steps? steps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's the show for this week. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say today?
2: Uh, Listen, we appreciate the support. Continue to support us, uh, continue to show us love, you know what I'm saying, share, share, like, share, Mm -hmm. listen to the podcast, leave us the reviews, um, you know what I'm saying, as we continue to build. I mean, it's a tough time right now, not a ton of sports going on, but the funny thing about it is, we still got content, we still got a lot of content, actually. We still got a lot (laughs) lot of stuff to talk about, there's still stuff going on. There's so much NFL draft stuff, like, you know, prospects for 2020 that we haven't discussed yet, so... Trust me, we got can't, we got content for you, especially until uh-huh. we see what happens with basketball. We see uh-huh. what happens with the you know with, with the NFL and everything like that, and college football, so forth and so on. We will still have content regardless.
0: And it seems like the NFL will be business as usual, so we got about a good month before they come back they'll start working.
2: Yeah, next uh, yeah next yeah. next month is training camp. So yeah, in, in the next month, yeah. end of
1: July. They said all all systems go for training camp. So. But yeah, um, but but Texas off off the, they already started their uh, voluntary workouts. Mm-hmm. They've been working out for four days, and thirteen players tested positive for COVID nineteen. So you know what I mean everybody still needs to wash their damn hands? This shit's not <laughs> over yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Facts.
0: Right. Yeah. Facts. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye-bye.
1: Later.